welcome to Forever Canon. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't have anything in position. <laughs> I have the keyboard on my lap, didn't have papers on my hands, didn't even, I didn't have put down the microphone yet. This paper's facing the wrong way. You know. It's got writing on it. Welcome to uh, the podcast where we talk about what heroes we all are. And oops, here come the bomb. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And tonight you might hear dog noises. Like every time, but I feel like I should just tell you guys sometimes. Because you never know. Maybe, maybe you're a first time listener, first time caller. You don't know. There's a puppy up in this joint. Please don't call us. We have not put our information out like that. That'd be weird. Callers means like visitors. Don't visit me either. Ah. This week on Forever Canon. Tim, don't get sidetracked. This week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about... Focused. New Jedi Order, Book 2, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught by Michael A. Stackpole. Chapters 25 through 28. Did I ever just skim by a... (laughs) On the uh, hair on my ass by that one. Chapters in which, man, I read them a long time ago, and then Tim got sick again and again and again, and then here we are. And so, I'm pretty sure I know what happened. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Luke saves the day, Jason escapes. Bugs and Vong and suffering sustenance. Well, I think I was supposed to say that like, uh, what's that? Sylvester the cat. Uh, I don't think I can even do that voice. Why would I say that? Anakin force floods. Heroics engaged. Long drop. Anakin prepares to sacrifice. And Luke is the savior. And Tim is peering quizzically. Ooh, good word. At his notes. But that was last week. This week. Tim, what's your problem? Uh, there's uh, in my notes <laughs> the first word on one of these lines. I don't know what it says. It starts with an A. Oh well, that's gonna be wonderfully surprising <laughs> when we get there. Starting with, let's dig in, right? Yeah, let's go. Chapter twenty-five, where Leia's here with her little son, Anakin, the youngest, the hero. He's come again. Home to a hero's welcome. Right? Mm-hmm. Didn't we do that uh, uh, last time out of Debrillion on the asteroid thing where like all the all the solo kids came in after their wild ride at the asteroid belt, right? And they were all heroes and applauded and celebrated by mm-hmm. the crowd. Well, here's Leia with her little hero son, Anakin, and everybody in the fleet is talking about his daring protection of Marjade Skywalker. Her senator friend, Elagos? Ele- Elegos? Legos. <laughs> L Legos. <laughs> he is a strange Spanish knockoff building brick. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> Thank you, Antonio Banderas, Puss in Boots, for giving me some sort of Spanish Latin accent that I can copy at any time. Sign Puss in Boots. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, uh, remember she, uh, t- t- on a more serious note, 
she she left her very depressed and struggling husband behind and ran off on this galaxy saving mission with this senator akla elagos right mm-hmm. and well we saw the worst of han solo and then we've seen the best of everybody else ever since but speaking of the worst of people her senator friend elagos i love it <laughs> it's awesome it's also a little bit like Legolas now that I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to be able to read that again without <laughs> hearing that in my head. Thank God we've only got a thousand more chapters of this book and three more months, according to me, last <laughs> week. But he asks Leia, why did you name your son after Anakin Skywalker? Why did you name your son after your father? And her response, my father... Anakin Skywalker, not Darth Vader, turned against the Emperor and was the agent of his death. He atoned for the evil he had done. Did he, though? Well, he did stop the... He, he redeemed himself, eh? At the very end, maybe. Although... All the way? Yeah, maybe not. Because if, if I could just make one note... Can't bring them younglings back from the funeral home, buddy. <laughs> no. They don't come back. No. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> you cash that check, it's back. Yeah. No, he, he did do a lot right at the very end there. but And uh... so that's part of the problem with the prequels that I think people have is that, man, the sins that he, he is atoning for in the original movies become much more severe through the prequels. He -hmm. slaughtered an entire tribe of people, man, woman, and child. He murdered children in the Jedi Temple who were like, oh, Master Skywalker, I'm somebody's son. Yeah. Way, I mean, okay, yeah, he was like an evil guy and a war criminal and assumed to have done terrible things. But, oh boy. And then they wrote it in. Having that put in your face like that, oh my god. Young Anakin, though, is a chance to redeem the name uh, to some degree as as best you can. Like, she has good intentions, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's all good intention. More to, I guess the point is not to redeem the name, but it's more to draw attention to the fact that Darth Vader was also a guy. Mm-hmm. Who had a, a love and a family and a life, and he was a regular person. And then the Darth Vader stuff is just like a convenient <laughs> alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Where, where he was being, you know, uh, eternally manipulated. And and Anakin is in here is showing that look, it's us Skywalkers can do good things, even me being Anakin. Even if I have to wear the weight of this name. <laughs> and he 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 does it well. That's a burden for the boy, though. So far. Uh, luckily for him. Mm-hmm. Cut to Luke and Mara. She's tired after the escape from Dantooine. There's like she... three days of them running through the woods. Yeah, and then how long on a ship in hyperspace to where are are they? Yeah, where were they headed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I genuinely don't know where they went... They went, they took the whole convoy from Dubrillion. They were going to go where? But they couldn't because the Vong cut that vector off. They were going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then they, they couldn't, and they had to then go to Dantooine. 
where uh, Anakin and Mara, of course, were, and where everybody else got redirected to at the same time, Luke and Jason. But I don't remember them saying where they went to. Is that that a problem for me? And maybe they didn't say. Maybe they actually weren't going anywhere. They just relocated to another spot. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they kept it secret. (laughs) 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 But as a reader, I don't know where anyone is right now. They're all together. I don't know where they are, though. Anyways, Mara's tough. She's tired. But uh, Luke Skywalker is proud of her. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's worried. And as Mara says, the Vong are seemingly everywhere. Oh my God, I keep hitting the mic. And could be anywhere now. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that's what we've kind of been discovering this whole book. They're, they're finally getting a feel for how far and how much influence the Vong may have in the galaxy already. Which really is a measurement of how far behind you are mm-hmm. in this war you don't know about yeah you didn't even know you were fighting it <laughs> yep and here's how far behind you are they are freaking everywhere yeah like you can't you can't hyperspace jump in this book series so far without finding a vong even in the deepest corners of the universe what was that other thing there was some checkpoint out of some out of the devil's crossroads as far as you could go in the universe vong were there yeah, and they and Here they haven't they even are. talked to Corin. Yep, knowing about out the fifty Bimil, yeah, 50 years, fifty years of a mummy yeah. out there. And my God, they're everywhere. They could be anywhere now. Also, don't forget, Mar gets sicker wherever the Vong are, mm-hmm. and not only that, but it quote feels as if it is slowly cutting me off from the Force. She says, "What?" Mm-hmm. Heck. Yeah, not and not just being close to them is slowly cutting them off, but the she feels like the relaxation that's just sitting still was also being detrimental. Well, because yeah, the the not fighting was letting the disease prosper. Yeah, and so the disease is is cutting her off from the force. But it's how, how and why. When they don't seem, from the outside perspective so far, to be able to experience the Force. Mm -hmm. Or understand it, or witness it, or, Or, you know what I mean? Like, when it's being used against them, they're not like, oh, I see what you're doing. It's just rocks are flying at everyone all the time. Yeah, they're like, in the Vong themselves are outside of the Force. They're completely different. Put it. And so, is this why the Vong don't have any, a force presence or force connection? Is it this disease? Are they turning her into a, into a, like this? Uh, so many questions. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very cool part of the book. Her disease uh, so far through these two books has been really interesting. And I'm just noticing now, like, oh man, my mic's a little low. So here's what I'm going to do for 15 and a half seconds. You like that creak sound? Can you guys hear that? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Definitely picked it up. I've been talking into the, just skimming off the top of the (laughs) mic the whole time for the the beginning of this episode. But now I know this is in place because when I look down slightly, your face is completely obscured by what is this called? The pop shield on the mic. And that's not intentional. That's not a burn. That's not a burn on you. You're a good looking dude. I just sink (laughs) down a little bit. (laughs) But if we just 
put these big mics in front of our noses. <laughs> Maybe we don't have to stare at each other. All right, guys. It's late. It's days late. It's late at night. I'm off track. I'm drunk. What am I talking about? Things about why are the Vong the way that they are, mm-hmm. if I can quote Michael Scott. We don't know, but this raises a lot of questions. What are they doing to her? What are they doing in general? How is this cutting her off from the forest? Uh, and because the Vong and everything that they brought with them are extra galactic, yeah. is the force itself just this galaxy? That's, it doesn't progress that's beyond I, that's that. That's exactly, yeah, that's a really big question that we're being begged. <laughs> like this disease that can cut you off from the force or this the presence of this species that is not related to the force when the force is in everything here. Mm-hmm. It begs the question, is this a localized magic system? Like, is, is this just a special universe where there's magic a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? There used to be magic in the blood of like seven people specifically for a while. <laughs> but man, you're right. That's a really good question. But how how is it cutting her off from the force to begin with? Mara says it, it's got something to do with the rest, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like you were alluding to earlier. And uh, she says, uh, as long as I'm fighting, I'm not dying. Hey, good quote. Fire it up. Yep. And uh, we got some Luke and Mara, huggy, chatty time, intimate closeness. And we further define the disease throughout this chapter. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I don't know what it is or why it is or what a spoon core is. But, man, this is a pretty good chapter. I, I, I liked it. I like when we get chapters of Leia and Luke. Or Luke and Leia. You know, just having, drawing the focus to the, I don't know, the importance of the of the duality of those two. Mm-hmm. You know? They are the two most important people in the galaxy at any given time. <laughs> yeah. Truly, whether or not they are the master of the Jedi or the president of the galaxy, like, they're always the, just about everything hinges on them. They're the most important people around, man. And they tend to, like, you got you got Mari, you got Jaina, Jason, Han, yeah. all those. These two seem to be the emotional core and they, of the family. Yeah, they always have been. Yeah. And, yeah. The, the other ones do cool action things, but these guys bring it in, make it real. Well, I mean, tell that to Luke, dude. He just saved everybody in the last chapter. That's true. How about this chapter, though? A chapter title. What do you got? What do you got? I got Curing Nightmares. I got... A hero's fight. Okay. Because they're all heroes. All right. Chapter 26. Ooh, this is a short one. Short notes. Corrin and Ganner's missing students have clearly been taken by the Vong. And we can't go take the slaves back because who knows how the coral spreads. All the slaves must die, I guess. (laughs) This plot thread is so boring. This chapter was just over three full pages long. That's how boring this thread is. He wrote three pages and went, enough. Yeah. If you can if you can succinctly capture any idea of a plot thread in three pages, cut it. 
Yep. Or, I don't know, you know, why has it got to be 36 chapters? <laughs> Three pages? Yeah, and this is what I was thinking uh, a few chapters ago when they were, they sent off these students. Oh, we're just studying. They're not going to bother us. Like, yeah, yeah. you guys like, are no, idiots. You're all dead and you're gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're setting us up the whole time to like, as soon as, soon as they're coming to this save the students thing they're they're setting us up to have these two put butt heads over some sort of sacrifice they're gonna have to make on yeah. this mission but i don't care because mm-hmm. ganner is awful and this journey has not been super interesting other than a vong mummy in a closet mm-hmm. chapter title save the students damn the slaves i got rescue or death because <laughs> <laughs> he says hey if, if we get infected we're gone too sorry <laughs> sorry not we're not here to save anybody apparently yeah even though that was literally what we were asked to do go and get those people and bring them and save them and we're not chapter 27 mm-hmm. jane is solo taking stock of how young many of her fellow pilots are that are gearing up in their fighters go fight the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah, they're all around her age. Some are even younger, I think. Yeah, desperate times and so on, right? Yeah. And not all ships are created equal. It's going to be a lot of ugly casualties. Come on. <laughs> Come on, if you know what I'm saying. Come on. I do. because I'm reading. They've also been prepping for a ground attack. Because mm-hmm. apparently we're... Where are we? I think Are we are... back at Dubrillion? I think they're on Dantooine still. Are we? I think so. And they're just in orbit? But why are there so many Vong on the... Okay. I don't have a... I don't have a Criffin clue. I think Where we are... Still on Dantooine. What's actually happening. And I'm going to now say, after three episodes of feeling this way, maybe it was the layoff and break and the chunkiness... Uh, uh, and disparity of time between reading this stuff and and recording it and posting it. But I'm also going to say, I really don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a missing bit of the narrative to more firmly place us where we are. Yeah, it was all it's almost like we were or am I just skimming planet? We're going to go pick those. him up on Dantooine and that's where our minds sat. And but expecting you, them to take off and right, go. Right, how can you stay there? Exactly. But I think they, they are did. still. Yeah. But they did. They're prepping for a ground attack, but they have no idea what kind of crazy bug vehicles the Vong are going to have. Mm-hmm. They're guessing. No. Are they? I don't know. I wrote this note a while ago. All I wrote was guessing beetles. Yeah, they just guessed and they used like a mock-up. Uh, on their display. I didn't know if that was my guess because yeah. everything's all beetles all the time. Beetles and rocks. If I had to guess what we're <laughs> about to fight in the coming invasion, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, yeah they, that comes from in, in their in their holographic display. They use like a, some just beetle mock up of yeah. this is what their ground transports yeah. look like. And all I can think of the whole time is Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So cool. What a good movie. <laughs> Anyways, this just hammering home the point that the Vong are still unknown. They're still super dangerous. And we need a plan. What's the plan? Quote, slaughter them. Mm-hmm. All right. We're almost got to the title. 
onslaught. <laughs> and Jaina has a good idea about um, shooting these, like how to how to do it properly. She's like, why don't we just blow up? How torpedoes? are we going to attack these Vong things that have gravity controllers yeah. in front of their face? Yeah, where they just throw out a black hole every time we shoot things at them. Yeah, Let, let's blow them up a few meters before they hit these black holes, and at least then it'll cause some area damage. Yeah. And and weaken their black hole she generator com- thing. She comes up with this perfect early explosion torpedo plan, and that's the whole plan. That is the plan. That's the idea. And we cut to Jason Solo guarding a, quote, camp <laughs> of refugees. Yeah. And as we just said moments ago, but now it's written in the notes, I realize at this point of reading, I have no idea where we are. We've gone from Debrillian, but that escape to Dantooine was so frantic or too easy or unimpactful. I'd, I don't know which part of it didn't weigh enough for me mm-hmm. to know where we are. Yeah. But I have no idea where we are. And, quote, The events of the past week had confused Jason terribly. Yeah, me too. Big time. Yeah. I don't I have no clue what just happened in the last week of the Star Wars thing. I... He's, he's confused at, about his force vision. As far as locations go. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. He's being a little more specific. Maybe he doesn't even know what planet they're on. I wouldn't be surprised because I don't have a clue. He is confused about his force vision failure. And that Luke, he's not confused about this. He, all, he This is all part of his uh, internal thought process, right? I, why did my vision not work? I followed all the steps and maybe just something happened and somebody... Somebody stepped on a ripple in the river and it all turned a different direction down the stream or something. Stepped off the path on a butterfly. Yeah. And why also, isn't it interesting that Luke really is a hero? He came and saved my life with two lightsabers blazing in the darkness like a badass. All this time I just thought he was like a legend. (laughs) Right? Like a story. Like a myth. Yeah. Asshole. Seeing is believing apparently. (laughs) You stupid teenager jerk. That's your master. You haven't seen him do the most coolest shit of all time. Like, come on, Michael. What are we talking about here? Not in actual combat, maybe. Not in a life and death situation, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. where he's hung from the ceiling and what was it? All pinched and bulged in different (laughs) spots or something. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Luke Skywalker really is a hero, turns out. All those stories about him blowing up the Death Star and (laughs) getting his dad to kill the Emperor at the last second to save the universe. Turns out he's gonna gonna (laughs) be a hero. What a kind of dumbass comment, but this kid's 16. Yeah, and he's been... So I'll allow it. He's been fighting with himself and the, like, the whole mantra of the Force this whole time. Which means he's been at odds also with Luke Skywalker the whole time. Yeah. Like his master and he have been philosophically butting heads since the first book, right? And, oh my God, I can't believe he's a hero. is a bit of an idiot comment. And then Danny Quee shows up to flirt about scars and the force and how handsome Jason is. And he's the son of Han Solo. And Leia Organa. I betcha he's hella handsome. <laughs> Come on. We've all seen Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. They're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> These solo kids must be 
so pretty. Yeah, they they got all the right genes, the magic and the looks. Oh, imagine if they got the opposite wrong genes. <laughs> <laughs> Just whatever worst parts of each, Some of ugly each normies. you could somehow put together. I don't know. I don't even think you would. I think you'd still get away with an 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be the ugliest person in the family and still be good. Yeah. But hey, man. Jason is so handsome. And here in this camp, quote, <laughs> seeing all the refugees here, Jason... He's trying to decide, or, or he does decide in this moment, actually, that being a Jedi, it's not just about running away on some hermitage and discovering information and keeping it to yourself. Being a Jedi is about giving people hope, mm-hmm. being present and active. Yeah. It's not just about going off on your own adventure to discover the Force, and the Force is all about inside yourself. Yeah. Or being a Jedi also. Being a Jedi is about making feep making people <laughs> peel better. <laughs> <laughs> Carrots and potatoes, look out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's like, oh, hmm, epiphany. Because my uncle's a hero, right? Mm-hmm. And then Danny Quee starts twirling her blonde hair, literally. She talks about life choices and how if Jason were older... She'd be interested. Yeah. She does say, who knows what the future will bring, though? She yeah. gives him hope. Isn't that interesting? Hope, right? She's yeah. She wants to be a Jedi. Let me stop you right there. The year is 2001. Danny Quee is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. She's a third-year college student. In Earth years... In real life, she's a grown woman who decided to become a scientist and move across the universe. She's 21. Mm-hmm. Talking to a 16-year-old child. Great. About how 10. you're cute. And if you were a little older, wouldn't that be fun? That's responsible a of her. Third-year college student flirting with a boy in grade 10. <laughs> but hey... <laughs> Let's just be friends, you handsome, mature, and special boy. Mm -hmm. These are all things that she says directly to him. And I don't know the legal ages of consent in space, but boy is a boy. And he's 16. Yeah. And you are 21. And again, like that shit don't fly anymore, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's not it's not cool to have like the older lady taking advantage of the young teenager boy fantasy play out anymore. It's yeah. not cool to ignore the actual problems and trauma that come with a lot of these encounters. Yeah, you go to jail for that. She's 21. Mm-hmm. He is 16. Yeah. He might not even be able to drive a car yet. On planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And she is a year away from graduating college. Yep. Better pick him up from soccer practice <laughs> for your first date. She does say, wait, sorry, you're not old enough. But she also flirts with him and hits on him. She does. And so, so yuck. And yeah, so, yeah, it's not good. It's not, that's not, 
That's not what should be happening anymore. Once again, the year is 2022, and this book was written 20 years ago. And we have the 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 lens of hindsight truth to look through and understand more difference between right and wrong, right? Or wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> man, she's 21, mm-hmm. and he's 16. And here we are. I don't know. But we cut to a Anakin barely scratched after all those days of fighting the Yuzhan Vong. Doesn't even warrant a back to tank, Tim. Doesn't even get a whole dunk. No, he's got like some back to patches on. They missed with all the pitches. Some band-aids and polysporin. Yeah, he's like, I'll find just a couple antibiotic spreads. (laughs) (laughs) But this waterproof band-aid, thanks. Yep. And he's tight and he's good to go. And he has a little walk and talk with his master, Uncle Luke Skywalker, who is the most special Jedi in the universe because he has a two apprentices. Yeah. And his two apprentices might be the two most important boys in the universe. <laughs> and so I hope he doesn't screw this up, huh? <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope everything goes well. He has a little walk and talk with Anakin and he gives him, well, I guess what can only be described as a pep talk mm-hmm. where Luke shook his head and gazed down at his nephew in a way that sent a thrill through Anakin. When I had a vision of where you would be and where we would find you, I knew that a million different things could change that future. If you had faltered just a step, if you had paused or thought to quit, Jason and I, never would have been able to save you. You did exactly what you needed to this time, as well as when you saved your father at Cernpedal. And your willingness to make that last stand for Mara, dot, 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 he trails off. Anakin is very proud. But some just some things to hang on to there. Mm-hmm. Helps him through. He's been doubting himself since Cernpedal. And Luke finally says, you made the right choice. It was the hard choice. Luke told him that before, too, before he even gave him that uh, mission to Dantooine. Yeah. He's he's trying to break through this unwarranted but understandable guilt Mm -hmm. of, you know, Anakin's responsibility and Chewbacca's death at Serenpadal where the Yuzhan Vong smashed a moon into a planet. And what are you going to do? And everybody but one person made it off. Well, I don't know. Tell that to the rest of the planet because they're at one city. Well, (laughs) that's true. There was an entire planet. But if Star Wars tells me anything, there might only be one or two cities (laughs) on that entire planet. Maybe a secret species of frog people under the water. But other than that. Yeah, though, you know, Luke Skywalker coming through. Turns out he's a hero. Mm-hmm. emotionally as well as physically even if you're hung upside down just by guilt not the trappings of a Yuzhan Vong trap <laughs> <laughs> mm. but anyways yeah some nice moments after Anakin's wild journey mm-hmm. you know he went and got Chewbacca killed and then he went and tried to help Mara chill out and became a god to natives <laughs> and then got chased by wild murderers for a week or so yeah and luke would have and that was part of why i think luke even said it um 
why he gave Anakin that mission with Mara. Yeah. You can handle it. You make the right choices. And if you want to think about it even like uh, on a subtextual level, what was what was the purpose of that mission healing? Mm-hmm. The purpose of that mission wasn't defending, protecting, uh, attacking. It was the purpose of that mission was healing, and what do people needed it more? Yeah, Han Solo. Yeah, but <laughs> Luke Skywalker has no authority to tell him what to do, and thus <laughs> <laughs> he can only uh, send his children all over the galaxy. <laughs> he can make a suggestion, but yeah, I'm not tell you guys to go it. home with your dad and be be with your dad because turns out your dad's not being nice to you about this particular thing. But this is a good chapter. Mm-hmm. How about a chapter title? I got a dumb one. Three solos, one chapter. Ideas, friends, and praise. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, that's good. But I did like, okay, not to parallel what I just said in the last chapter. No, two chapters ago. Mm-hmm. Where it was Luke and Leia being played together. Because they're so important, right? Yeah. We get Jaina, Jason, Anakin. Yeah. All three of those kids, all in order. All three in one chapter. That's nice. I like that, Mike. And and all three of the kids have me speaking directly to the author as if he's fucking listening. Have different views and oh. different ways of using the force. Man, too. they are so very different from each other in such awesome, such an awesome way. Mm-hmm. They are just excellently defined as their own people already through a book in a three quarters. Yeah. Chapter twenty eight. I don't know where we are, but here come the Vong. <laughs> and Gavin says, quote, rogue leader to all rogues, light them up. And then we cut to Luke Skywalker wakes up. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So here's the thing. Why that obviously this must be some sort of uh, writing trope or it's just like, Obviously, in this scenario, the timing of it was the Vong are attacking in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But how many times over the course of 20 Star Wars books, my eyes almost rolled all the way back to my cerebellum trying to do that math. Yep. Over the course of 20 Star Wars books, how many chapters have started with Luke Skywalker waking up? <laughs> Which I think is just like this cheesy way to be like, ooh, the hero's instantly in danger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever woken out of a dead sleep? Everything is danger. <laughs> yes. I don't understand anything. Yeah. I might elbow a small child if you don't come at me fast. Yeah, my wife has, has nightmares has sometimes, dude. Out. It's crazy. Yeah, right? But man, uh, Luke Skywalker, he sure wakes up again. <laughs> he wishes, he wishes like the old days. He go jumping in an X-Wing with R2. But now he's, he's corporate management. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss now. He's like, I shouldn't be thinking that way. Yeah. I gotta, uh, I gotta be here telling people what to do. I can't go up there. Houston. Yeah. So he heads to go scout the ground forces with Jason and Anakin. He goes and talks to Admiral, whoever the hell. And he's like, Hey, well, good to have Jedi on my side. Why don't some of you go over here? Some of you go over here on two sides of like a channel or or, or something like that. Not like a river, but like a like a path or whatever mm-hmm. into the city. Wherever they, where are they? 
They're on the surface of Dantooine now? No. Yeah. No. Did they go back to Debrillion? I can't. Why would they take the refugees from Debrillion and then bring them right back? Trick. Because <laughs> it's a trick move. They would never expect us to return to the scene of the crime. But where are we on the ground? Why? Okay. Okay. Let me counter your question. I, that's a stupid thing I said. Correct. Why the hell would they land all the refugees on a planet with Yuzhan Vong on it? I... What are we doing and where are we and why? They're at a Dantooine adjacent planet. <laughs> Near Bemil. <laughs> but the Vong are here, man. Things are happening. And so the, the Jedi are all going to go look ahead and tell us how bad it's going to be. Yep. And then we cut to dog nails on a wood floor as Jason is, nope, false. Wrong J. This J has a line on top of it. <laughs> Jaina. Okay. <laughs> this is how I denote the twins in my notes for three years. Because <laughs> all the books we've read have included them. Jason is just a J, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a. Like a capital peppermint stick at Christmas. Okay, what's like a it, hook. Like no, what's it called though? Like a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> a peppermint stick at Christmas. Oh no. Uh, anyways. All right. And then the J for Jaina gets crossed on top. Then this. Oh, uh, do you guys like us? Do you guys like this podcast? If you're listening to this and you like it, by Thank this you. point, by this point in the podcast, if you're still listening and you're not me or Tim and you <laughs> like it, wait a minute, Tim. If you're listening to this in the future, just find a way. Find a way to let us know somehow, huh? It just wouldn't that be fun? Wow. Because this feels so dumb right now. Because yeah. I don't... What am I talking about? Rate and put a comment on whatever podcast service you use. But I don't know where we are. I don't even know where we are for real. Okay, the Jedi go out to scout ahead. And then we cut to a different J, where Jaina is flying an acceptor. Because she is the exception to the piloting rule no but they're all flying uglies and and there's not enough x-wings to go around like that's how underpowered we are mm -hmm. as a refugee camp we're uh, okay 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 we're yep. gonna keep flogging this dead horse as miss montello would say yeah she introduced us to that phrase in grade seven yeah she like, did who would beat it? why would you <laughs> why do that well it's but... not about beating the horse right it's about trying to get it to run mm -hmm. it's over dog <laughs> yeah. Admit when it's over. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, shout out to Ms. Montello apparently for some reason. The reason we actually became best friends, actually. Yeah. So shout out to Ms. Montello for real. <laughs> Andrea, are you listening? Tell your mom, she cool. <laughs> nah, maybe not. <laughs> but uh she accidentally did a good thing. <laughs> At least once. Anyways, okay, let's freaking Tim focus, man. I'm trying. I'm stuck on Chainman stick in the ugly in the acceptor sticks out here flying and she gets to blast in with the coral skippers quote. He broke off to her port. She rolled port. Incredible stuff. 
<laughs> I read that line and I got so fucking mad at that <laughs> sentence because that's a shitty sentence. Yeah. I don't care who writes that. I, that editor, writer, someone along the way, don't write the same words in, the, in, in a sentence as a reflection after a comma. Okay. One more time. Quote, he broke off to her port, comma. She rolled port. Yeah. She followed. She banked along. Yeah. Some other free phrasing of port and port. Mm-hmm. That's That pissed me off for no good reason when I read it. Because guess what? I'm not a professional writer. Who's ever been paid to write anything? I don't know. My wife pays me. It doesn't pay me. Yeah, I should get paid for that. Give me a dollar. Give me a fucking dollar right now. <laughs> Pay me to write this podcast right now. <laughs> to edit her paper, her papers? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you used that word twice in this sentence. Change it. Yeah. She, he broke off to her port. She rolled port. Incredible stuff. Actually, outside of that sentence, though, the action is pretty hot, like always. It's yeah. fantastic. The space flying and the shoe sting and the, oh my God, in here, cover me and ah, this person exploded and whatever, right? Also... On the ground, the Vong have a giant potato bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they do. I like that. And not only that, they've got bigger vehicles, which gives us bigger problems. Headed straight for the camp. The bigger thing being like some kind of spined beetle that shoots stuff out of its spines like we saw in space, when Jaina innovated the way to destroy these things by clogging up the spines that they're going to shoot up. So I wonder if that's going to come up again. Mm-hmm. But where are we, though? Cut to. Mara sneaks up on Leia, who decides whether or not she's going to pull her lightsaber on her. <laughs> and then Mara goes and attacks a moving tent. Leia's out here on, like, a tarmac clearing refugees out of like the outskirts of the city what city what city where are we she's clearing people out of tents bringing them into the safety of the walls of x city Mm -hmm. and there's one tent that hasn't cleared out yet so mara goes and fights it because you can't it feels weird leia says and oh wouldn't you know there's things moving in there but we can't feel them in the force so she goes and attacks a tent full of Yushan Vong because Tim mm-hmm. sucks to be a refugee the Yushan Vong have masquered up and infiltrated the population of escapees hey that is deadly bad yeah oh you don't know who's who and we leave Leia I almost said I almost butchered those words, and I shouldn't stop to say that I almost screwed up. But you have to. But leave and Leia back to back. Okay, man, those vowels didn't want to switch. Actually, <laughs> false. They wanted to switch. <laughs> they really want. They didn't want to unswitch. They were already switched. I had to fight that train track back. Pull that lever, cronk. Anyways, they don't say it like that. But we leave her at a, at a, at a decision point. Three sentences left on the page. Yeah. Struggling through them. Will Leia Organa Solo decide to help her sister-in-law Mara Jade Skywalker versus three 
Yuzhan Vong Warriors, where we already seen one was almost enough. She's currently dying. Or will Leia favor the many and head into the city to warn the refugees of infiltrators in disguise? What will she do? How about a chapter title, Tim? I got infestation. Ooh, I got a fucking good one. All right. Three theaters. Okay. We're fighting the Vong in space. We're fighting the Vong in the ground. On the ground. (laughs) And now we're fighting them within our own ranks. (gasps) Dun, 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 and such. Yeah. I like yours too, actually. I used instead of because like infiltration, I used infestation because of the bugs. It's all bugs. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. That's why I like it. Oh man, you're good. We're good. The dog's been on the chair for a long time. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fighting in space, in the sky, and on the ground as five kilometers of Yuzhan Vong troops, warriors, and ships bear down on us wherever we are. Maybe we'll find out next week when we cover the New Jedi Order, Book 2, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught, chapters 29 through 32. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Warning. Incoming Onslaught. Mm -hmm. Warning. Five kilometers of murderers. (laughs) That five kilometers was a real... Real trip. Thanks, Jedi. Yeah. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.